This isn't some barroom brawl. Or some creep with a gas can trying to torch someone. Oh, hey, hey, this is big. Settle down, Marv. Take another pill. Hey, there ain't no settling down. This is blood for blood and part of gallons. This is the old days and the bad days, the all or nothing days. They're back. There's no choices left. And I'm ready for war. Welcome to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode 111. Woohoo! Yay, we're still in lockdown, still in quarantine, so we had plenty of time to watch stuff. But before we we get into our movies, we got to watch the new Netflix series, limited series, miniseries of Tiger King. Yes. All I really have to say about this is that Lifetime... Bravo, AMC, Oxygen, all you networks, you've just been put on check. HBO. <laughs> they, this show just took everything that you guys do and made it into one fucking show. Yeah. So I mentioned HBO because I love their documentaries, but this was like six HBO documentaries in one with tigers. I wouldn't say HBO. <laughs> I would say... Uh, little below HBO, maybe. <laughs> I don't but know, all man. of them. Because that's what it is. It's every single thing you can think of that could be in a documentary and yeah. be batshit crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be entertained, that's the show for you while you're in quarantine. Check it out for yourself. I'm not going to say anything else about no, it. No, you really can't. <clears throat> you have to watch it all unfold. It's madness. Yeah. You might want to get an eyebrow piercing after it. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> There is minimal animal abuse. It's minimal, but it's there. Mm. I hope those tigers are okay. They're fine. Okay. Now, what we did last Sunday is that we both picked three movies, Mm -hmm. put them into a hat, and picked one out just randomly out of a hat and watched that movie. And we did that all Sunday. We just laid in bed and watched movies Mm -hmm. because it's shitty outside. Yeah, nothing else to do. Can't go anywhere. So, uh, let's get started with some of those movies. Are we going to do an order of pick? Order of pick, yes. Our first pick, and you picked it out of the hat, was Pusher. Mm -hmm. The 1990s version of Nicholas Wending Riffin's Drug Tale uh, in Denmark. I've been meaning to watch this movie for a long time. I saw the remake a while back, and it was okay. I mean, it was fine. And, but I really wanted to see the original movie. So yeah. um, we checked that one out on Shudder. Uh, episode, uh, not episodes, but uh, part one, two, and three are on Shudder right now. And we just watched the first one. And what did you think of this movie? My pick, but what did you think? I mean, it's, it's again, the anti hero. There's no one to like. The one that I liked the most, actually, was the drug kingpin. That he keeps owing money to. That guy, I understood. He just wants his money. Yeah. Um, yeah he's and... trying to be reasonable about it. But this jack-off keeps getting more and more in debt. 
Right. There's this uh, our main character in this movie. He's a drug dealer and he's flying high for a little while, but then a lot of a lot of shit just keeps going the wrong way for him, and he's constantly digging himself into a bigger and bigger hole. And it winds up at the very end is that he is in a huge fucking hole, <laughs> and because yeah. uh, he pretty much just fucked over everyone in this movie. Unlikable character. He beats the shit out of his best friend because he thinks he ratted on him. Which, I mean, he did, right? We don't know that. I feel like he probably did. I don't think he did. That guy was a turd. He was played by Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Well, I've never I, seen Mads Mikkelsen play a turd before, and I did not like it. Well, I didn't see the second one, and he's in the second one. Okay. But I I think the cops were lying to him, trying to get something out of him. Or it's trying possible. To you up, never cause... find out, but... Yeah, I'm inclined to believe that he did roll over on him because he's a little turd. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Loyal, though. He was loyal to him. I guess. So I don't think he would have done it. But, whatever. I like this movie. I thought it was... I mean, I was on the edge of my seat through the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, it was nuts. And I know you don't like the anti-hero, but I guess we're, we're kind of actually watching the villain throughout this whole movie, if you think about it. Yeah. Because I, I, even though we followed him and everything, I didn't back up very much of what he was doing. I think he made a lot of poor decisions. Yeah. So, I I don't think he's the anti-hero at all. I, I think he's just, he's the villain. And then he, at the end, he kind of gets his comeuppance. Okay. So, and that's how I kind of view the movie. So, yeah, I liked it. It was raw and it was pretty gritty. And that's what I think <laughs> these drug movies should be. It shouldn't be so glamorous. But yeah, I, I like this one a lot, actually. I didn't dislike it. I just don't like the anti-hero. So when you give me a bunch of characters that I don't care about, then mm. I just want the movie to be over as quickly as possible. Ah, That's all. I gotcha. All right, well, let's go on to our next movie, which was the the Nick Cage movie, wasn't it? Color Out of Space. That was your pick? This was my pick because I knew I had to see it. Mm. It was even getting good reviews. So yeah. I was like, oh, fine. All right, fine. I'll forget about Mandy for a couple hours. <laughs> and this movie's not like Mandy at all. No, not at all. You can see what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, based off an H.P. Lovecraft's uh, story or book or whatever. I don't know. I haven't read it. Um, but they did do a movie of the same name one time, which I haven't seen. But it looks pretty similar. And the book is called Color Out of Space? Um, I guess. I think so. Okay. I think it is. Um, this one's about a, I don't know, meteor of some sort crashes down in uh, where Nick Cage has, is living with his family. I, I believe they moved out of the city and wanted more of a country life. Mm-hmm. So he took over his dad's house, I guess, once he died. And um, yeah, everyone's there. It's the, the same old kind of story. Moving to a new house from not in the, the area kind of thing. Um, and <clears throat> this movie kind of, it, it reminds me like uh, a mixture of, uh, the creep show episode of, uh, yeah. Jordy Barrel and... You can't help but think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not and, silly at all, but yeah. And The Thing. Yes, also. for sure. It, it reminds me a lot of those movies. The alpaca, alpacas especially. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah, this, this meteor crashes and it starts, and Annihilation too. For sure. I mentioned I, Annihilation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for sure. This this movie... Um, so, yeah, all the all the, those meteor hits, there's all these colorful lights, and just, like, this aura is able to take over, like, 
different bodies and mix them together and, and make like humanoids and, and different monsters. Yeah. And it's pretty gruesome and uh, it starts turning the people nuts. Uh, of course, Nick Cage goes crazy in one of the scenes, as usual. Yeah, and he starts using his Peggy Sue voice when he's going going crazy. Yeah. It's really weird, but it's like I expected him to be weird. Mm-hmm. He is married to an age-appropriate woman. Yes, which was nice to see. Shirley Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, jeez, about time. Um, and has kids that would be actually maybe a little young for him. For him. <laughs> but actually, he's younger than I think. He's like 52 or something. I always think he's in his 60s, but he's not. There's a has the kid in there from the guest, the young boy the guest, from the guest who is looks in there. the same to me. Maybe yeah. some bags under his eyes, but other than that, yeah, he's playing a, a 17 year old again or, yeah. <laughs> or 18 year old. Uh, yeah, I think it's well acted aside from mostly Nicolas Cage. Um, he's fine. He's fine. He's in this fine. Movie. The effects are creepy. Yeah, the effects are good in this yeah. movie. They, they did. Uh, Richard Stanley didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. Really hasn't done a movie. A feature-length movie in a while. I believe the last one that he did was The Island of Dr. Moreau, which he didn't actually complete. Mm. But he did do, I want to say, Cinema of the Something or Other. It's like an anthology movie. I can't remember it right now. And uh, he did, like, the first story, and it wasn't all that good. It was about frogs and shit. But, uh, yeah, this is his first feature length in a long time, and, yeah, it, it was well done. I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah. It was a pretty good movie. And it's kind of dark, I guess. Like, when you think of special... When I think of special effects, I always pay attention to, like, okay, is it, like, raining and dark and cloudy and right. I can't really see? Yeah, <clears throat> sort of. But I feel like the alpacas, you can see pretty well. Yeah. The Jolie Richardson, you can see pretty well in yeah. certain parts, and yeah. it's real creepy. Yeah. 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 This is a good one. Yeah, check so, it out. Yeah, this is definitely check out. I think it was my favorite one of all the ones that we saw, aside from the movie of the week. But yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, this is a definite check out. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> good job. It's it's don't be turned off, I guess, by the possible Nick Cage craziness, maybe. Yeah. And this isn't like Mandy at all. No. So yeah, but this his is a choices different. are strange, but yeah. Yeah, check this one out. It was cool. It was a good time. I had a really good time watching this one. I'm happy it was our second one. Yeah, me too. Uh, which leads us to our third one. <clears throat> which one was that? It the was Furies. my Furies. The Furies, okay. right? We the got lucky. Furies. Yeah, we alternated pretty evenly. Yeah, that, that ended up working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Furies is on Shutter right now, and it's about. Oh man, <laughs> it's this is something new I haven't really seen before. Yeah, and it surprised me, which I didn't. I thought it was something else, and it turned out to be what it was. It's that um, there are rich people, I believe, who gather up eight men, big strong men, and eight different women, and they uh, knock them out, and they capture them, and then they drop them off into like this forest preserve to where the eight beauties, as they're called, have to defend themselves against the eight beasts, which are the men... And it seems like the men are, uh, well, actually, um, the men all wear masks. Right. And they're kind of like horror characters in a way. They're, mm-hmm. they're, um, they're nasty and they're, they're just going around trying to kill. Well, what it seems like is that they're going out and they're trying to kill these eight women. Right. <clears throat> to whomever is going to be uh, the winner. But we end up finding out that the, the people who captured all of our contestants here 
were implanted with different these eye like um, uh, reticle kind of computer software in their eyeball, so that they're able to see wherever they're going, so that the spectators can see all this um, where like the bad guys and the women are. Right. It's like slasher Hunger Games. Kind of. Yeah, that's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. What we find out later is that these slashers aren't necessarily out to kill all of the women um, for the the men and the women to survive. Um, they have to kill the other men and the women that aren't associated to them. Right. Because they're called beauties and beasts. And once um, the the guys, the, the slashers of all call them, they... Uh, have a certain female that they're supposed to take care of and protect against all of the other uh, slashers. Plus women, too, because once everyone kind of finds out what's going on and how they would live, the women kind of turn on themselves a little bit. And just like the slashers were, too, because we get to see scenes where the slashers are fighting each other because Mm -hmm. one of the slashers is going after the other slasher's beauty. Right, and, and you don't know what's going on at first. Right, it's yeah. Like, uh, what's the what's the the? Uh, oh my God! With Eliza Dushku, it's really dirty and full of inbreds. Oh right, right. Uh, rest stop or something? No, not rest stop. No. Oh. oh my God! There are like five of them. <laughs> I can't think of them right now. Either. Unbelievable. I know you're un. You can't think of it right now. It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. But <laughs> somebody is screaming at us right now. If they're listening. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna look it up because this is ridiculous. Wrong turn. Wrong turn. Right. It, it's kind of like wrong turn. That's in what a you way. think it is at first. Yes, at least. you think yeah. that way, but it's it's not. Oh, this one has awesome effects. Yeah. These are really really good effects in they're here. Gross. It's from Australia. Mm-hmm. Man, they are good. They um, they take their time to do it. They're gruesome. So this is a definite checkout just for that alone. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty cool story, and you'll have a good time watching it. There's, yeah, there's tons of gore, tons of violence. Yeah, and it's fun. It's a slasher movie that I, at least I've never seen before, and yes. I feel like I've seen most slasher movies. Yes. <laughs> so check this one out. Our next one was <laughs> your, your pick here. <laughs> so I picked this movie that I saw on Amazon Prime. It had Andrew Scott Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. And it seemed like it was going to be like a haunted house murder mystery type of movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought, those two together, how can it go wrong? Well, spectacularly is yes. the answer. Not only is the movie bad, but Andrew Scott is really bad in it. It's <laughs> so disappointing to see. Because as Moriarty, he's flawless. In Fleabag, as the priest slash love interest, still flawless. This movie... This movie, terrible. Oh. Cringeworthy. Alright, tell me about this movie, because... So, this movie yeah. is actually about... You mentioned... So go ahead and mention the movie that you said it was just like... Oh, fuck. I forgot. Um, I can't remember all of my jokes. Eugene. Oh, oh, it's like Dominic and Eugene. Dominic and Eugene. It's like a ripoff of this 80s movie. (laughs) If you've ever seen Dominic and Eugene, it's not very good. Tom Hulse plays um, Ray Liotta's twin. Um, But Tom Hulse is, like, special? Or he's, um, what's the right term to say here? I don't want to say I don't know anymore. Yeah. He's slow. We'll just say he's slow. Yeah. We find out later on in the movie why he's slow. But um, it reminds me a lot of that movie. And, uh, I mean, there's the the uh, there's a lot of things the same. There's He drives a, a 
a garbage truck, just like Dominic and yeah, Eugene. Yeah, garbage he, man. He's, I don't, yeah, maybe, no, he's not autistic. It's not that. Or if he is, then Andrew Scott is doing a piss poor job and, or portraying that. Asperger's or something. I don't know. Maybe. He's, 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 he's a little slow. All right. Yeah. And he, um, he ends up, before, before everything, before this movie, even in the past, he ends up impregnating uh, um, a prostitute. At that, I don't know if she was a prostitute at that time, but they're supposedly at a party, and they ended up hooking up, and she got pregnant, and right. so then they had a child together, which is about 11, 12 years old in this movie. But the, the thing is that the woman was like, you know, we were both drunk, because they're having a conversation about that night, and he was like, I wasn't drunk, I was completely sober, but... He doesn't drink, yeah. He doesn't drink, but his, his speech, he has like a speech impediment, so it kind of might seem like he's drunk. Maybe. But Maybe. it's also like an Irish guy doing the weirdest American accent <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, that's what makes it strange. Uh, so yeah, the movie's about, he's got this daughter, they're very close, uh, he loves her, and this boy has washed up on a shore, so he went missing and then he washed up in a river somewhere. Right. And so he's trying to, he's desperate to solve this mystery of how could a person do this to a child. Right. So that's the whole premise of the movie, is that he's doing his own, like, private eye work. And everyone's telling him to stop. The Leave cops it alone. are like, yeah. yeah or everyone, he, yeah, he almost gets murdered at one point. Yeah, it's, and that's the movie. And then yeah. he finds out at the end. and It's stupid. Yeah. And the whole movie's stupid. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> How could it be that bad? <laughs> but it was. I'm sorry, Andrew Scott. You're a better actor than I am. I mean, by leaps and bounds. But this was not good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I I watched the whole thing, too. I, my my attention was, was not diverted at all. No, because I, I had to see how this ended. Yeah, yeah. I had to see how this ridiculousness ends. And not good. And yeah, this movie was pretty bad. It yeah. was, I out of the six movies that we watched, I'm putting this one on the bottom. This was the stinker, for sure. Yes. Uh, should we move on to another stinker? Moving on, yeah. <laughs> Third place, it's free on Prime if you want, but I wouldn't bother. Don't, no, you don't even. Yeah. It's not good. Our fifth film that we watched mm-hmm. is, I guess it goes by about four or five different titles now. Seeing, <laughs> just just um, to get people to see it. Birds of Prey, The Emancipation <laughs> of Harley Quinn, or whatever. There's or Harley like... Quinn and the Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of... Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Birds of Prey. I was actually looking forward to this movie a little bit. They're, uh, it's rated R. Good. A Harley Quinn movie should be rated R. Yes. Um, but they really didn't just go for it. They didn't go balls out on it. It kept, to me, it seemed like it was desperately trying to be a Deadpool yes. with Harley. And it had such potential to be a Deadpool with right. Harley. But it just, the jokes don't quite land. Mm-hmm. I chuckle a couple of times. So, um, the reason why I think it failed is because that Harley Quinn is a woman. Not... Not and not saying anything that, that that's bad or anything. It's because when you kind of put it against Deadpool, and Deadpool's a man, and his humor is a lot uh, more centered towards kind of men in a way, 
And plus, the gross-out humor is done by a man that I think maybe women can't do the same kind of thing. So, um, in a way, I think that kind of hurt it to people wanting that kind of absurdity and possible grotesqueness. Because think of Deadpool 2, all right? There's a part in there where he gets cut in half. Mm -hmm. And then he grows his legs back, and then he's like the size of a baby, and you see his dick. And that's like part of the joke. There's nothing like that in Birds of Prey. It's actually a lot more uh, the other way. It's a lot more conservative in that in that respect. Agree or disagree? No, I totally disagree, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to explain why I disagree. Because I don't think the jokes needed to be raunchy. Oh, I'm not saying I think the is. jokes needed to be funny. Yes. And... I love Margot Robbie, but I feel like she is not off-the-cuff funny like Ryan Reynolds is. Ryan Reynolds threw out seven billion jokes, mm-hmm. and then they got to pick which ones were the funniest and put that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just don't think Margot Robbie had that capacity. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she did, and they picked the bad ones. I don't know. But mm-hmm. she's likable enough, but her jokes just aren't landing. And I don't think it has anything to do with her being a woman or Deadpool being able to make fun of men and pansexual pansexuality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everything to do with the fact that it's just not written very well. Mm-hmm. It's just not quite funny. Mm-hmm. Do you think the reason why that is is maybe because they went towards a more direction of like girl power and to where you're kind of you, you, you have some leeway, but maybe not as much. No, I really don't think it had anything to do with them being women. I think that maybe the reason no I'm one saying, went to see well, it was I'm, because it was women, but... I'm not, I'm, I'm not necessarily just because it's women. I'm just saying that there's a certain humor that's connected with the Deadpool that isn't with the Birds of Prey. I didn't mean I. I didn't mean I thought the humor needed to be like Deadpool. I meant it was desperately trying to be like Deadpool, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Deadpool's full of action and it's full of comedy, and Birds of Prey tried to do the same thing. And even the action sequences aren't that interesting, or they get old really quickly for mm-hmm. me, and it's just not funny. Now, I will say that Ewan McGregor as Black Mask is chewing the hell yes. out of the scenery. And mm-hmm. he did make me cackle even once. I think I cackled at him. Yeah. I don't remember what he did. Because he's funny. Yeah. He's he's really funny. I think Mar- Margot Robbie did a good job, too. I think she, she was did good. She too. He, it's, yeah, I agree. I think Huntress was awesome. Huntress made me laugh more than uh, Bird, Birds of Prey, more than uh, Harley Her, did. Yeah, yeah, I think she was awesome. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So yeah. I, I know a lot of people want to see more of her. Yeah, because it was funny. She spends her entire life training for revenge, and then she has, like, no social skills yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was, a, there was a lot of good things that, that just didn't come together. Yeah. It was so spaced out, and it was messy. This is a messy movie. Yeah, it was one of those, like, that was a good try. Now go mm-hmm. back and write more, write something different. And edit it again or mm-hmm. something and, and bring it back and let's watch it again. You're close, but you didn't make yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah, not exactly. It's, yeah. 
leave Deadpool to Deadpool, I guess. Or maybe just try something to try again. No, yeah, I really think it comes down to the writing, for me, at least. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't funny. And I think a lot of the reason that Deadpool is funny is because Ryan Reynolds is really funny. Right. Not always, but he throws out seven gajillion jokes, and then you get to pick from those. And that that really shows in that Deadpool extended cut or whatever it is. Like, you see, like, all... The movie's much longer, but there's so much stuff that isn't landing. Right, really, exactly. You know? And they cut those out, as they should have. And they made it a tight movie. So, right. yeah, it's... But, uh... <clears throat> yeah, Farley Quinn. <laughs> I mean, C+, plus, I don't even want to give it a C, because it's not as though I didn't like it. But I didn't quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you wanted to like this movie, I is really what you're did. Saying. I wanted to like it, yeah. too. I really did. But yeah, so much fell flat, so much was jumbled, and, and, I don't know. You know what? If they make another one, I'll go see it. I'll wait till it's at home. But I doubt they will. (laughs) I'll wait for another pandemic. We just get to watch them. I mean, we own it now, so whether you think it's funny or not. (laughs) (laughs) Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, everyone. All right, and our final movie is coming right up. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2017 Robert Schwenke uh, <laughs> World War II drama-ish, I guess. Black comedy, in a way. Sort of. Mostly drama. There's a sort of comedy <laughs> in a drama, I'd say. The Captain. Mm-hmm. Um, plot summary of the movie is, In the last moments of World War II, a young German soldier fighting for survival finds a Nazi captain's uniform. Impersonating an officer, the man quickly takes on the monstrous identity of the perpetrators he is trying to escape from. I remember this movie, we uh, we had a chance to watch this at the Cinepocalypse in 2018. Yeah. Which we didn't end up watching this movie because uh, I didn't have all the days off and um, it was playing when I, I just couldn't get there. I think it was playing really late one night yeah. and we just decided to skip it. It's too bad. Yes. So finally we watched it. It's available on the Showtime app. Um, yeah, this is pretty much what the synopsis says. Uh, this young German soldier who seems like he's being hunted by other Nazis. He's a deserter. That's he's, what I'm That's what we're thinking, yeah. right, is that he's a deserter and he's running from some Nazis and he hides and they, you know, lose him and then he kind of runs away and starts stealing and everything uh, and then he comes upon this car that's in a ditch, and he sees that it's this is like a, a half track kind of tankish kind of thing mm-hmm. or a truck tank, 
and he sees that there's a captain's uniform in the car, so he's starving, cold and everything, and he puts on the outfit and everything, cleans up, gets something to eat, and now he looks like an SS officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and right after that happens, uh, there's another German officer walking down the road, which we don't know if he's a deserter or if he's got really got split from his unit. Right, that's interesting. So, I think also deserter. So yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking too throughout the movie, but I'm not. Sh- we're not sure mm-hmm. exactly. And they end up having a face-off with each other, you know, just not knowing who's who kind of thing, because everyone back then is always asking for your papers. Right, back right. in <laughs> Back in uh, Europe, they're just constantly asking for papers, 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 papers. And so they end up, um, we'll call him the captain now. The captain mm-hmm. um, checks his papers out and sees that he's all good, and seeing as he's a deserter and this guy's a deserter... They kind of just don't really speak all that much. Kind of just like, let's see where this is going to go kind of thing. Right. So they, um, the officer ends up getting the half track out of the mud. And then they, they go down the road to uh, this house where the captain had already been before. To which he was um, stealing food. And another guy that he had met down the road too was there. And he ends up getting killed. Uh, he goes back to this house with... Uh, his officer, and then he sees that there are four other soldiers at this house right now, or three other soldiers. I don't remember. But it's being occupied by Nazi forces right now. Right. So he ends up... um, Actually, you know what? I skipped the whole part. (laughs) Where uh, Right before that, there's the part where they go into town, the officer and the captain, and they need a place to sleep and eat and everything. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And they're Mm -hmm. wearing all their duds and everything, and... The war is, is coming to an end pretty soon. Yeah. So the Nazis aren't necessarily in the best favor of everyone. Right. They're still in charge, but they're kind of frowned upon in a way. So they go to this pub and get something to eat, and they're kind of frowned upon. But the the captain's like, you know what? Um, I know that there's people looting around here. We want to give you some cash back for this, like what happens. So he ends up tricking all these people in this pub to, you know, to back off a little bit and give them some space maybe get some free food and drink out of it and somewhere to stay. And so, yeah, they end up tricking everyone there. But then they're, uh, the the people of the pub end up catching one of the looters. And the captain, who who's running himself, finds himself in a predicament. Yeah. So he ends up shooting the looter. Because if he didn't shoot him, the whole town would turn against him and they right. would die. So mm-hmm. he had something he had to do. So he shoots them and very little emotion heads back and goes to sleep in his uh so the room that he got mm-hmm. and then that's when they go down the road meet up with that uh with those other soldiers and then he makes up this whole story that hitler uh, assigned him for this very special uh mission to go see what's at the the back of the front line and so he ends up recruiting those soldiers and he ends up recruiting some more soldiers down the line and then we finally get our title, the captain. So mm-hmm. he's the captain, and and then that's where movie starts to take off. It takes a while, off. yeah. When the title popped up, I was like, oh man, did this movie really just start? Yeah, and it was like a half hour in by that time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, let's see where this is going. I yeah. don't know what's what's going on here. Because at this point, we're thinking like he's a liberator and everything, and let's see what he's going to do. Is he going to liberate some more prisoners? Is he going to liberate some camps? Like, wow, right. where is this going to go? So they 
after joining up with some of the other guys, they go to an old um, concentration camp to where um, the Jews aren't there anymore, but they're locking up the, their German desert deserters of right. the army. So when they get there, the the captains there uh, talk to him and they hear about his secret mission from Hitler and everything. And they believe him. Like, everyone believes him throughout this movie except one of the characters. Except one, yeah. Maybe two of the characters don't really believe him. One is the uh, the officer that ends up driving him around becomes his right-hand man. But he's always kind of, like, on the fence about him but never really says anything because he helped them out. And then there's the other one where they, they went to that farmhouse and met up with those soldiers. And he always was kind of standoffish with the captain because he noticed something about him. Yeah, he notices that his pants are too long, that they haven't been hemmed to regulation. Right. So he never says anything, but it's very clear from the get that this guy knows he's not a soldier. Right, so there's something off. Mm -hmm. But still follows him nonetheless, and yeah, they go to the concentration camp, all the captains there are like, uh, we're having trouble here, we're having so many many deserters coming here, we don't don't really have the, the food to feed them anymore, we can't really just kill them you know they need a trial and everything right. this is just taking forever right now and there's nothing we can do about it we have a, a problem and so the the captain ends up murdering all the prisoners yeah, he has them <laughs> kill them all he just loads them into a hole shoots and starts shooting them yeah. and this is making the other captains happy because this is going to be off their hands now but except for one guy there's one guy who keeps calling there's like whatever senior leadership. Right. There's the I, I want to say he's the warden. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and the other captain. Some of the other captains are calling over his head to get this approved and everything, right. and because they're all believing him right now, mm-hmm. so he ends up you know murdering uh, most of the prisoners there, and just throughout you know he's having a good time, he's uh, having great dinners. And then there's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on around him, and you you start this movie thinking he might do something good, but he ends up at the end just becoming the same thing that was hunting him before. Yeah, and I can't decide if I think he's I think he's conflicted about it at first. At first, doesn't really seem to be later on. But this is a great example of the anti-hero that I can sympathize with. Mm-hmm. Like, what was this guy going to do? He was just trying to save his own skin. Right, and he keeps getting into these, I would say, predicaments, and then he keeps have to, having to murder people to keep himself alive, to keep proving yeah. himself that he's he's down with it. And yeah, He's a Nazi, yeah. And he's a young guy who's like 20, 21 years old. 21, yeah. Um, so yeah, it really didn't seem like he would be a captain. People were a little wary of him. And the actor himself was only like 25, 26. Oh, wow. a young guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was young. He was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all the acting was pretty good in this movie. And then, yeah, they... Uh, there's And then the movie gets kind of ridiculous in parts, which is good. And I think it needed that. And I think it needed some, some humor. Now, it's not laugh-out-loud humor right. in this it's you're you're kind of laughing to yourself in these certain situations to where um, people are getting murdered and um, decisions are being made which may not be the best decisions but it's you're following this guy who's just lying to everyone and all these people are lining up behind him not knowing and and you can just see how foolish they are how and and that's that's where you get the laughter from is is seeing how foolish these Nazis are right. And throughout this movie, too, when they have the deserters, 
and and yeah, this movie asks you so many questions. Like, should you feel bad for the the, the German army uh, deserters? I mean, should they be murdered? I mean, why would, do you feel bad that these guys, even though they're prisoners and they did, they were Nazis, do you feel bad that they got murdered? Yes. Do you feel bad uh, for the captain? Do you, do you think he's doing the right thing? Even though he's murdering Nazis, is he still a good guy? No. Is he a bad guy? Even though... He, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this, this, this movie asks you a bunch of questions, and it, it questions like how you feel about uh, different aspects of this movie, which right. I liked a lot, because... It gives you a whole bunch here to to absorb. Absolutely. And I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was very good. Based on a true story, too. So it is. Okay, mm-hmm. because then they show, like, and then blah, blah, blah happened. And I was right. like, oh, wait, is this true? Right, yeah. Okay. And the, um, like, where the concentration camp was isn't there anymore. And it's mm-hmm. just a field. It's except for, like, a post saying this is where this concentration camp was. Um, so after the whole, um, so during, there's the whole scene in the concentration camp, which is the bulk of the movie. Like we're kind of sandwiched, uh, with, with three different acts and that one's sandwiched in between them. The first one is is getting to the captain and getting him up to power onto where he's going. And the third act is him leaving the concentration camp because he gets bombarded by, uh, allied forces. Right. And just disintegrated. Everyone around him is getting annihilated. Uh, only a few, like maybe ten guys survive and they end up joining him. And it seems like there are a lot of guys that are with him beforehand anyway. Mm-hmm. So they end up leaving there and taking that same half track they had before and and driving into, um, I don't know what town they drove into. but Yeah, but a town of some A town town, yeah. that was waiting to be liberated. They're really close. Like the war is almost over. So they, they're just waiting for the liberation and they end up in this town, which is probably my favorite scene of the movie is where... They're driving into the town on a half track, and the captain's kind of, he's at the forefront of just this car standing up, and it's like a battleship in a way. He's like the captain of the ship. and But, like, all of his guys around him were like, if you grabbed our soldiers from Apocalypse Now and put them in the half track with them (laughs) and drove down the street... And that's just my favorite part of the movie, is just how ridiculous and crazy these guys end up being at the very end of this movie. To where they end up staying at this, um, a whorehouse, and you know, uh, the one guy, uh, the captain, ends up killing the one guy who has always been questioning him because he stole his girl. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the height of the captain's madness. Like yeah. he's now he's finally getting laid, and he's got drinks and everything. He's at the top of his game. He's the captain. He's the leader, and then. But he uh, knows it's almost over. He does, yeah. So he's just, yeah, Living going it up. nuts. Going nuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and at the end of the movie, he gets caught up and court-martialed and everything, to which they actually let him go, or they, were gonna, they weren't going to kill him for they all the things they him. did. Because he massacred all those different deserters. But, yeah, they end up pardoning him. And, but they say, but we're going to send you to the front line. Front line, where he's going to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so he ends up escaping that, but then he's... Um, in the the prologue, he and they end up saying that he was at, eventually captured again. But he and, was, did get away. But he got away. Yeah, he did get away. But they captured him again with six other of his soldiers, and he was hung. Mm-hmm. He's twenty one years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow, but yeah, this movie's this movie's pretty crazy. It's what all shot in black story. and white. Yeah, and it was a great story. It was wasn't anything like I was expecting at all. Which, thank you. That's what I like. 
That's why I want my movies. Yeah, I had no idea what to expect. But whenever it's about Nazis, you're kind of like, okay, what's this going to be? Because there are a lot of stories about Nazis. And, you know, there should be. They, mm-hmm. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible time in human history. We mm-hmm. should never forget that it happened. And this is a movie Especially that makes you, makes you feel bad about Nazis. Yeah, well, <laughs> mostly just the one. The deserters, sure. Because they're, I mean, I don't believe in shooting unarmed people in a pit. Obviously mm. not. I don't think they were great people, but nobody deserves that. Mm-hmm. And the captain, especially, because he was, he's just trying to save his own life. That's yeah. all this was. Mm-hmm. So do I think he's doing the right thing? Of course not. But do I sympathize with him? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And great questions this movie asks yeah. you, man. I like, this is a great movie. I'm, and I said it took me so long to watch it. But this is a, a definite watch. It's an A for me. Um, best, your, your favorite scene? I know, I was trying to think. I can't think of it. Just, I really love the subtleties. After watching a movie like Black Christmas, where they're like, let's explain every single second to our stupid audience, we got little subtle moments, like when the soldier notices that his pants are too long. Mm-hmm. He never says anything about it, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Or when the his driver starts to get more and more suspicious or either that or is known all along oh, that he yeah. wasn't a captain but never set he never turns to the camera and goes i've known this whole time like, right yeah it's those little subtleties i really love yeah yeah full of a man uh Anything else to add before we end this episode no i give it an a great movie yeah it's great i was a little hesitant to watch it because I'm like, man, this is gonna be such a fucking downer. Yeah, it's like, about oh, Nazis. <laughs> shit, this is gonna be, this is gonna suck. But no, it was really good. Um, so many things going on. So many, so much action, um, uh, murder, all that stuff is in this movie. Mm-hmm. So if you like those things, <laughs> it's very dark. It's very dark. It's but funny, not without a little bit of levity. There, there is. It's, yeah. you're not, you're not laughing. Because these guys are being are supposed to be funny. You're laughing at them. Yeah. You're laughing at these characters mm-hmm. and at the ridiculousness of some of this stuff. Yeah, like the guards are so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, and that's where yeah. I find you can find the humor in this mm-hmm. movie. Other than that, yeah, this one's awesome, and that should do it for us this week. We will be back next week with another movie of the week. Can't imagine we're going to miss a week for a while. Yeah, we'll be here. Fucking stuck here, dude. (laughs) All right, right, take it easy, everyone, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Now, all the masses know that you need to glow, you need to glow, to glow, to grow. If you love to live, you live to love, you gotta move to the upper level. Cause when you got the glow, there is no stopping what you want to do.
Everybody know that you need to glow, you need to glow, to glow, to glow. And if you love to live, you live the life the way you love to love, you take the good. Cause when you got the glow, you see it on your face, you feel it in your head. People understand that you got the glow, and they'll beware, cause the power's there. 